Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another 12 days of the Comic Source as we're counting down towards Christmas, and we have a real special treat for you, uh, a comic creator who's a favorite of the show. Uh, we follow all his work. We buy his books. His pencils are fantastic. You hear me say all the time that he has the best page layouts, the most dynamic page layouts in comics. It's my pleasure to welcome back to the show, Brett Booth. Brett, thanks for joining us. Hello. How are you all doing? Good. Good, man. It's been a, a long good. time. We we're just talking about it, like 2016, 2017 since the last time we had you on the show. So it'll be good to uh, catch up. Yeah. Yeah. You have uh, a lot of stuff uh, going on these days. I almost don't know where to start. Uh, <laughs> you would, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, what should I work on today when I get up? And it's usually whatever I do first. So, <laughs> okay, uh, that's fair. Because uh, we know that you're part of uh, the new uh, sort of creator-owned company, Artist Elite, and I want to I want to get into that. You just had a, a successful Kickstarter with uh, with Scott Lobdell that got fully funded that uh, I was a part of uh, the, the anybody oh, well, that's really looking fantastic. And, but then also uh, Gunslinger Spawn. So um, being that we're, we're also doing along with the 12 days of, of comics or for doing uh, 12 days of Spawnmas, why don't we why don't we start there? Why don't we start with uh, Gunslinger Spawn? Um, you know, you, you got your start at image but not at todd mcfarland productions but yet you're you're over there working with todd on spawn so how did that i'm curious how did that uh, project come about how did you get involved with that uh it was it was a weird uh, would you guys be quiet um <laughs> dogs of course they as soon as they start talking um uh i was uh, working on the x-men books i just started on the x-men books and uh, uh I, a friend of mine uh, my my color son and spawn uh and the was telling me that uh, my anchor on Spawn, Adelso Corona, um, has like forty thousand followers on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh damn! Well, I need to get on Instagram because for some, I, I I don't like the interface. It does. It, I I don't know how to use it very well, so right. I, I don't generally bother with Instagram. Uh, and so I, I I came home and I was uh, my my wife was her trying to make a dog food, so she was uh, making the food. So I was basically sitting at my table and I didn't really have much to do. I was waiting on a plot. And uh, so I was like, oh, well, I'll check Instagram. And so I checked Instagram and I was going through like the feed and I was like, I don't use it much. There's like a couple of people popped up who I hadn't followed before and Todd was one of them. I was like, oh, well, I'll follow Todd. Mm-hmm. And uh, then like a, a thing showed up in the corner saying I had a message. And I went and read the message and it was from Todd, you know, asking me if I wanted to do any cover work or any interiors for him. Like, and, but it was like a, from like a month before. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. So I, uh, I sent him an email, and then he like, responded right away. And uh, uh, we, we talked a few days later and uh, asked me to get me to do a cover. So I did the um, Spawn's Universe cover. Uh, he basically said, yeah, just draw whatever you want. So I just, he, sent me, he sent me a list of characters, of, 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 of art, of, of designs of characters. And so I just basically picked the ones I thought were the coolest. <laughs> and I just drew them. And then uh, Todd asked me to do some more work, and um, he like he said, "Hey, you know, I can give you like regular work." And uh, I was I was, work, I was working on the X Men at the time, but uh, I only had like three or four issues. Uh, it was five t- originally, and then like one of them, they said that because the, the script came in late, they, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. It's, the schedule wouldn't line up. 
Right. So I, uh, I emailed them and I said, well, do you guys have anything else planned for me after this? And they said, no, we don't. They were like, oh, we weren't expecting you to be this fast. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Uh, and so I was like, well, I, Todd's offering me this. He's offering me more, more money, so uh, I'll go with Todd. And then, of course, like a week or so later, Marvel offered me more X-Men stuff. <laughs> uh, None of it was regular work. Though. It was like uh, like five more issues. Right. So I was like, oh, but it's not regular work. And I was like, well, I, I kind of like having the, the, the regular work kind of option. And, yeah, uh, so, yeah. That makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense and and yeah you're you, yeah. the Marvel X Men stuff it was uh, it was the X Men classic series right like possible stories that could have been back in the from back in the day yeah oh, I did uh, it was like a an eight page Gambit Storm Danny Moonstar story with Chris Claremont for his, Chris Claremont special and then it was uh, uh, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be uh, it's just two two issues of the X Men so it was, it was like five things total right uh, it was two gotcha. issues of the X Men. And I started doing that, and then like the script was was running behind on the script because we're doing this crossover, so they had me do the uh, the, the uh, X Men Legacy. Is that what it is? X Men Legacy with uh, yeah, yeah, the old that's Fabian. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, Fabian asked me to do that. Well, he, he asked them to ask me to do that. He wanted because he tried to get me to do one another project, and they're like, "Oh, well, he's not lined up schedule wise." And I was like, oh, "That's fine," and uh, so I was perfectly happy to do it. And, uh, but then, so just like things that just didn't quite work out schedule wise, uh, and the, the, the COVID thing and everything, the other things kind of screwy last year. So I mean, I'm happy to, you know, at least be able to draw some X-Men stuff, which was fun. So Yeah. I know you're a big you know, X-Men. Yeah. Big X-Men fan. Nice to cross that off your list of things you've worked on. I know that. Yeah, uh, well, man, I drew it a lot back in the day. I actually worked on X-Men Unlimited and I do some regular X-Men uh, issues. I even created some characters, apparently. I signed a contract and everything. I don't remember them, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I still I can't find them online. I have no idea what they look like. <laughs> it's uh, one of those funny things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Todd asked me to do the, uh, the stuff. And, uh, and so we were talking about projects. And uh, he was talking about the, uh, the gunslinger thing where he was like, he doesn't have an artist quite picked out. Uh, one guy he was thinking about didn't can't quite get the character, and, and I was like, I needed to draw something. But after I talked to him, I needed to draw something for my uh, in Patreon. Uh, my Patreon, the Patreon, I guess. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I was like, oh, well, I'll draw Gunslinger. And uh, it took me like two or three hours to kind of get a pose that I liked because it was like right. I wasn't really familiar with the character, and I was like, eh, it's not how he's supposed to be. And then I kind of drew the one pose and I'd be like, oh, that's kind of, kind of works. And I, on a whim, I just kind of took a picture of, of my phone and sent it to Todd. And like the next week, he, he'd say, oh, man, I love it. I want to use it as a cover. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and then he's like, and then, and he offered me the book. So I was like, oh, okay. So I'll definitely draw a gunslinger. So. Well, I, I know Brett, uh, I know Brett that uh, t- um, uh, McFarlane was extremely flattering to you uh, online. I mean, he basically says uh, between you and Greg Capolo, I mean, that you can that you draw spawn. He, he, he give you the highest compliment that you can get he, that you draw spawn better than he can. So that, uh, that must have been quite, quite flattering. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. About, I don't know. I, would, I don't know if I'd say that. I, I still think him and Greg spawns are like the top. But I do use those guys. Those like those, that's my reference for spawn is like, what, what, what did Greg and Todd do? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm curious because having read uh, the first two issues of Gunslinger Spawn, I mean, uh, the, uh, Jace mentioned before the spreads are just absolutely uh, uh, incredible. Also, 
I, I read in, in the back of the first issue, uh, the spawning ground uh, where there's an interview with you. You talk about your love of dinosaurs. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah. was that something that you specifically requested that you wanted to draw a dinosaur? Because was that actually originally part of the script of dinosaurs in the, in the story? Or is that something that you requested? Yeah, Todd, Todd asked me what things I wanted, what things I wanted. I like to draw. And I think I like to draw action, uh, uh, werewolves, monsters, creatures and dinosaurs. <laughs> and Todd like zeroed in on the dinosaurs. So there's there's dinosaurs in issue one. Uh, is the dinosaurs in issue three and four? <laughs> uh, so he's, he's throwing dinosaurs in there for me, so I can draw that stuff. But he's also throwing some of the monsters and creatures that I like. So yeah, it. I mean, when I heard you were gonna be the one to draw Gunslinger Spawn, I I immediately thought, you know, I never have thought of you as a as an artist for Spawn, and I don't know why because it makes complete sense with kind of the the legacy of what Todd started, you know, 300 plus issues ago with, you know, he was really a guy who, who pioneered, you know, big detailed layouts and you've kind of taken that yeah. and dialed it up to uh, 11. So you're continuing in that sort of legacy, but you're also putting your own stamp on it. And, and yeah, from what we've seen in the first couple issues, your, your style suits the, the spawn universe very, very well. And it looks like you're having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it was, there's a an issue two. There's a the first double page spread with a, a big shot of Gunslinger. Uh, I hadn't drawn anything like that in like 15 years, like a, just a big double page spread of mm-hmm. mostly one character. So you don't do that in regular modern comics anymore. Uh, so it was that was fun. I was like trying to figure out how to do it because I don't need to draw that large. <clears throat> and I was like, uh, I was like, I get a couple of layouts and I was like, just, 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 just what seems like kind of classic image spawn stuff. So I, I'm kind of leaning into that a little bit of what I remember. So, I mean, I'm trying to kind of channel that a bit and then, you know, add, add you know, what I did. I'm actually surprised at how brutal it is. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I, I had forgotten because, you know, I'm working at Marvel and DC, so you kind of have to tone a lot of that stuff back. And uh, Todd's like telling like Andrew Dahl's the colors and more blood, more blood. Just like, like uh, oh I, crap that's right we don't have to, to worry about that kind of stuff anymore we can actually do the kind of the more violent stuff if we need to so i mean like uh, kind of using uh, that and like, like the first couple pages where he's like fighting some of these angels and gunslinger and he's just like jamming fucking knives in their head uh, <laughs> i was like oh man i was like oh that's kind of violent and my wife comes in and she's like is this is this is this going to be like a violent book? Or it's like, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> I love, I love the violence in it. it. That that really stands out. I love that the most. I know that you, uh, I know that you've said before on your work on the Flash uh, that you, at times, uh, you you were doing up to ten pages a week. That you really found your your zone. You sort of like you you really got into the zone when you were uh, illustrating Flash. I'm wondering, are you have? Do you feel like you're in the zone uh, and that same level of comfort drawing gunslinger spawn, or do you, is this the level of detail here? Do you find it about, is it, is it greater than your work on the, on the flash? Is it the same level of difficulty? Are you, are you pushing out those pages? Uh, are you in that zone? Like you were at the height of your time at DC with, uh, with flash forward. Um, I was, and then I kind of pulled back a little bit last month or so, just because like so much, I needed a little bit of a break. So I'm kind of ramping back up now to it. <laughs> um, I was, uh, I just got a little, I, I got a, I got, I got a little cold and I got, it's like a, like kind of a lingering cold. 
so I wasn't feeling real great for like a couple of weeks and it kind of uh, takes me a little bit to kind of get back hit get back into that zone which I'm starting to work to now I'm trying to finish up issue five this week I'm on page uh, about 18 just finished 17 earlier today um, I'm trying to finish that up it's probably uh, Friday and I got the cover to four and then another cover to five and I gotta hit uh, anybody's there's a couple things I need to draw still and there's a five page backwards for that I have to do as well so <laughs> Uh, trying yeah, try to get yeah. that stuff done in the next week, couple weeks. So <laughs> yeah, the work ne- never ends. And what's great, so when you've when you've been kind of at, at slower times, you haven't had so much going on on your on your drawing table that you know for for these publishers. One of the things that you're great about is on social media, critiquing other artists' work, you know, up and coming artists, or or just putting stuff out. You know, I know you were um, doing like Saturday drawings and then you would you know sell them auction them off and what have you and, and all that stuff is yeah. great um don't really have time for that kind of stuff right now but i wonder do, do you miss being able to have time to do that kind of fun stuff i still do the i do do it for the patreon um right so that I could put on there i've been trying to do a comic on there but every time i uh like i got like 11 pages drawn five pages ink uh but i wanted to have like more of the backups so i wanted to put up like four or five four or five pages a month and then uh like the artist elite thing kind of popped up and i wasn't kind of expecting that mm-hmm. so I, I didn't have like one of those projects is actually it's actually drawn but i decided uh i'm just going to be kind of uh, the rc thing is, is essentially like a uh, an anthology kind of thing right so it'll have like different stories running through it every month uh but you're, so you get like four months and then uh, you're, you to get one story for four months, and then you kind of have a break, and then you pop back in later on. Um, or I guess you know, go off and do your own regular book or whatever it is. The whole point of the artist thing is to kind of help artists launch their IPs, because you know, all writers writers don't have that much of an issue with that because they they can work on other projects at the same time, whereas writers are kind of stuck just doing the one thing. Right. Uh, so with the the weird thing going on with like no one actually getting like regular work anymore, you can you do like runs, you know, like, short runs, like, you know, five or six issues. You don't get to do like you know, oh, you're in down this book for two years. They're not doing that anymore. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, and I know you've so, wanted to do uh, creator own stuff for a, for a while, and we'll we'll talk. Yeah, about that. yeah, we'll we'll talk about artist elite um, in a second. But w- one last question about Gunslinger Spawn that I forgot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I wanted to mention. Uh, you mentioned working with your colorist, Andrew Dollhouse, who you've worked with for, for a long time. You know, I, I still call yeah. you guys the dream team when it was you, uh, Norm, and uh, and Andrew on The Flash. That's my, like, art-wise, my yeah. favorite run of Flash of, of all time. So the fact that you have uh, Andrew coloring you on Gunslinger Spawn, does that bring a, a level of, of comfort? Like, you know, you've you got somebody coloring you that you can trust and knows your Yeah, well, your I mean, uh, that's that's like to me. That's like uh, for our team to, to find people that you can basically just hand it, and then I don't need to see. I don't have to bother, you know, like to inspect every little thing. Right. I can just assume it's going to be done, and and, you know, and it's going to look good. So like I got they got Adelso will do a great job, uh, and Andrew will do a great job. So I don't need like, oh, they send the pages if they if they feel like it, they send me pages. If they don't feel like it, it's no big deal. Right. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it, it, and it is, it's like one less thing I have to worry about. So I can just focus on the pencil. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's gotta be a, a, once you're done penciling it, you, 
you know they're gonna make you look good right you don't have to worry about going back to yeah well i mean i'll i mean i'll hear from other people like oh this guy did, did a terrible job making this or that guy did a terrible job coloring that and it's just like okay cool you know yeah i don't know <laughs> and i was lucky that. enough i mean I had a pretty good colorist so at the marvel stuff but yeah the I, effects and so that look you know they i know they're going for like a 90s look yeah yeah, it's it color color artists and letters both are are very unheralded. I think they don't get enough credit. Yeah, Here's the yeah. thing, right? When they when they do a bad job and it's noticeable, that's when people call them out. Yeah, when they do, complain, yeah, that's when yeah. people complain. If, 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 yeah. you don't, if they don't complain about it, they're doing a good job. So. Yeah, exactly. They don't give them any credit when it looks really really great or rarely. Yeah, credit. It is a whole. It's a. It's definitely a group a group effort. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You, you can have you know, there's been times when. Uh, I turned in a page and I wasn't real, real keen on it. And then uh, like I talked to Norm or I talked to Adelso. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure I like that page. And then like Andrew will come in and like blow it out of the water and make it look yeah. really good. Okay. And then, I know there was a time when we worked on Justice League. And I think I double, it was pretty tight. And I did this double page splash. And I didn't like it. And I sent it off to Norm, and Norm's like, yeah, I don't like what I did with on that on that one, but I didn't have a lot of time. And then Andrew comes in, and he just like fixes up everything. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool, it looks good. You're we're, like, thanks, we're thanks. set. All right, yeah. <laughs> thanks for making us look good, Dallas. Fantastic. Uh, well, I mentioned the creator-owned stuff uh, that you've been wanting to do for a while, and uh, and you mentioned uh, Artist Elite, which is uh, a company that's. So, sort of a hybrid, you know, publishing district, you guys are going to be distributing yourself directly to, to comic shops. Um, so there haven't been a whole lot of news on it yet. I think you guys are planning on uh, announcing a, a lot of stuff uh, next year. Is that right? Yeah, there's supposed to be a, a preview book that's supposed to come out in March. So everybody's kind of working on right now. Uh, so just figuring and then and then i guess after the preview book it's going to be like just it's like four or five pages each artist or whatever it is to show off the kind of the property so that the, the retailers will know what you know what's going to be in there and then i think uh there'll be solicitations for the thing first one will come on like april or may i can't quite remember uh, i know that because of the COVID things got pushed back a little bit because of the paper shortage so hopefully that'll be kind of resolved soon <laughs> yeah yeah for for all our sakes i mean it, it's yeah. really a uh, a murderer's row of talent you have yourself you have tyler kirkham ben temple smith ryan benjamin paolo pantalana ale garcia freddie williams ii jordan gunderson boss logic alan qua miko suyan uh, ebaz chad oh, wow. harden john boy <laughs> ryan kincaid i mean this this is just a the who's who yeah it really it, yeah, it yeah. is um so how much interaction is there uh between you guys like are you sharing work and kind of sh you know showing off stuff to each other and uh, and if so there's, does there's that some of that push you there's, there's definitely some of that but i mean you know most of it's like i'm uh doing a, a piece with is waiting on the colors the color my unfortunately andrew's wife had back surgery today so she's doing fine uh so i'm waiting on colors for a piece for, for so we can have like some for, uh like we did one already i mean tyler and ali already did one uh but yeah i mean it's cool to see everybody you know I mean, right now, right now, everybody's kind of. Uh, another reason is the holidays. Uh, right. Yeah. The printing printing schedules always get screwed up now. Mm -hmm. So if you're if you're working on a printed project, everything is late, and <laughs> everything, everybody's like scrambling to get done. Uh, so that's the biggest issue right now. So I was like, oh, the holidays, everybody's kind of uh, work, just trying to finish stuff up, 
usually around like the 15th or I guess 15th or 20th is when everything needs to go to print by the end of the year. Right. Uh, so for stuff that comes out in, we're, I think we're lucky with uh, Gunslinger 4 because that doesn't come out until like the end of January. Uh, so that's, that's on Doodle January 4th. So, so we're working on uh, inks and colors on that. I'm finishing up the G5. Um, and that one, that one would be completed by the end of January. So for your uh, but yeah, this is like this is like always a story because I, I guess Quebec board and then I know we're switching we're switching up printers and stuff like that uh, because of the paper shortage, kind of space things out a little bit. Uh, but usually Quebec board shuts down for like two weeks because I need to clean the print and, and uh, do maintenance on the machines. Gotcha. Yeah. So basically, the last two weeks of December, and they, and they do it around the holidays because it's the holidays too. So right. um, last two weeks of December, like no books are printed. So if you don't get your books in at a specific time, they don't show up. So yeah. that's how everybody's like, needs, needs to get everything done now so that things can come out at the beginning of January. So. <laughs> yeah, it make, make, makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. And, and and the other part of it, like, you know, like we were saying, you want to do Crater Own for a while. So is your project through Artist Elite, are you are you working with a, a co-writer? Are you, are you writing on your own as well as handling the pencil? I piece? am writing this one myself. Going back to my old backlash days. Yeah. Um, right on. So it's like, I mean, uh, and I wrote another one that I have uh, another story that's like uh, 50 pages are drawn and written. And uh, I wrote that, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So uh, I decided, I mean, this, this whole idea is, is kind of something I was just kind of uh, messing around with the idea. Uh, it kind of took like the original backlash designs but not, it's not even backlash it was a character like way before backlash um i went back to his original design and i just kind of used some pulled from that from that to create the new character and then uh kind of came with this whole story and everything based on that so it's like you know it's influenced by the influence of like backlash so, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i decided you know i was gonna i was thinking about asking you know usually i have my only wife because she actually wrote some of the lobstorm stuff with me uh, back in the day, and I just kind of have her kind of like do a pass and just to kind of clean up the dialogue and stuff. Uh, so, Brett, is this is been this a while? So, is this what what you're really hoping to do long term? Is to do create your own stuff, or uh, or is there a part of you that says, well, you know, let me let me show people that I can be a, a narrative storyteller in addition to to just my visual storytelling. And maybe get a chance to work on some some characters over at Marvel or uh, or DC. Like, do you have, you know, oh, I have a Batman story, or I have a Spider Man story, I have an X Men story someday. I'd, I'd love to tell. Or do you want to concentrate on just telling your own stories with your own characters? I'd love to do both. Yeah, and the mind on the curve. Like, no idea. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I basically stopped reading the X-Men uh, once, uh, once Jim and, and uh, Mark and everybody left. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I read some of it, but it was like, uh, just I mean, Claremont was like my favorite X-Men writer. Claremont and Lucy Simon were my favorite X-Men writers. So, mm-hmm. uh, I like Scott's writing a lot, but uh, I just, it didn't click as much for me. Uh, as that stuff. So, like, it, it, I would actually love to be able to do the creator own stuff full time. Just do that. That would be, be fine. 
Um, I mean, I, but I also would, would you know, don't want to say no to like not to, to working on that. Oh, well, you can do an X-Men series. Right. Well, hey, we'll let you do a Wally miniseries or whatever it is at some point to, or a Blue Beetle or a Night series. Yeah, or Batman, you know, I, you know, I'd like to have the options to do that, but I mean, I would, you know, I'd also like to do, you know, the spawn, uh, what Todd has with Spawn, we can just, you know, work on the characters. I mean, have a whole universe planned out. And, right. the, yeah. The, the, the Lost Server Prince book, I have another one called Parsec, they have another one called uh, uh, the Omega Force or something, I can't remember how I call them. Oh. <laughs> uh, and uh, I've got several other projects on top of those. So, I mean, that I, I have, you know, just kind of uh, designs for and some story plots and stuff like that. Yeah. So I got like a whole little universe I'd actually love to draw. So that, I mean, that would I, be... if, if I had the opportunity, yeah, I, right. it, it just does well enough. I will totally like to go that route. So. You need to, you need to clone yourself a couple of times so you can get to all this work that you want to do. Yeah. And that, and then it's like, oh, and it has to make like, money because you know, there's my job. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, even if like the, the artist lead stuff doesn't like take off really well, or it's something you know, we need to like, try to find one or the other. If that doesn't do really well, I, like backup backup plan is to essentially just put it out on, just put it on my Patreon. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious about your your Patreon, uh, Brett. I know that you you, you often would do your your Saturday sketches. Are you, are, do you still do that? Do you still give away sketches for through your Patreon? Do you? Yeah, there, I usually do like four four months. So you get like two single characters and two like multiple teams uh, that don't actually you know, the, the cyber force cover that uh, is going to be on their, uh, their uh, thing. Um, that was actually originally a page that I just did. So they're like job teams. So I'll just so I'll put those on there, and then I'll do I'll I'll take commissions through there, and the list is closed. But I as I work through the list, I'll put the commissions up there, and then. Uh, when hopefully I get this uh, anybody stuff finished, I'll have a little bit of more time so I can start putting the comic book that I want to put up on Patreon. On Patreon, so. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious as well. There's you. You sort of teased uh, the readers at at the end of uh, at the end of uh, Gunslingers Spawn number one. You said that you're you're working on a character right now that you think would be a good crossover with Spawn or Gunslinger. Is that one of your creator own characters, or can you tease oh, us yeah, to which yeah. character you're referring to? I think you cut a, out a, right? a vampire. Oh, sorry, he's essentially like a vampire character, <laughs> like okay. a vampire superhero. Okay. Gotcha. So uh, I and so there's you know, there's monsters and demons and uh, creatures and stuff like that in that in that series. So I think that that would actually work fairly well with Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely suit the aesthetic. Uh, well, the other book we we've mentioned a couple times. The other project you you mentioned it yourself a couple times. Um, the anybody's that that you're doing with Scott Liddell that. Uh, yeah, did yeah did really really well on on Kickstarter. Um, so tell us a little bit about about that series and your involvement. In it was that something you developed with Scott, or did he come to you with the idea and uh, you came up with character designs? Like, how heavily are you involved in in the uh, the narrative side of it? Uh, well, it's mostly Scott's. Uh, I mean, have a little bit. I mean, I added the one character, uh, Pulse. That was mm. the one I added. Um, uh, Scott basically, you know, he had just sold a property, uh, on chain to Netflix. He was like, Hey, uh, 
got some money, let's, well, let's just do a book. And then, uh, so we started working on that. Uh, we were supposed, to, we were supposed to be three issues. Originally, the original story was supposed to be three issues long, but we decided to kind of uh, uh, test the waters more with this one kind of one-shot kind of thing. Kind of started mm-hmm. all off of uh, essentially like an issue zero kind of thing. Right. Um, so uh, we're adding in. We, we were also working on this other project uh, called uh, Hero Forged, which was supposed to be something he wanted to do on Instagram. And uh, so we have like kind of they're, they're going to meet they're supposed to they're supposed to meet in like issue two mm. uh so we're kind of like taking what we had done from that and putting that in this kind of like so we have a main story like three page 30 pages and then like uh i don't know how many pages six or seven pages of this hero forge thing uh I don't know, at least seven seven pages of this hero forge thing uh it was kind of like what's going to happen like with the next part of the story. And then uh, one of the stretch goals was like a page uh, uh, story with the, with the one character who everybody was seeing to like the river sticks character. So I'm doing like a five page story with that. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting on the script for that. We just kind of got, finally got everything from Kickstarter this week. So all <laughs> the money. So we start getting it finished, but most of it's already drawn and uh, colored. So it's only like a few things uh, I've got to draw like uh, five pages and uh, a character design. Everything else is drawn. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It it, it has a a really unique feel to it in in that it, it I mean it's it's clearly recognizable as your work, but I I don't know if it's the the colors are are the brightest I've seen on your line work maybe since the Flash. I, I don't know. There's an aesthetic to it that just it feels a little more like bright and and open. Uh, of a story and maybe that's just you know your your storytelling choices based on the fact that you know this is a story developed by scott where (laughs) it's right there in the title anybody can can have powers right yeah i mean it's 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 supposed to be fun so i mean uh, we're playing that up uh i mean basically scott was uh he he, uh, gave me the basic premise and then uh the the the, the characters and i did the designs if you can but it's just basically like, oh, just, okay, cool. It's not like a, like, uh, a bunch of different character designs or whatever it is. It's like, I just did these character designs and we were done. <laughs> <laughs> so it was all kind of like, oh yeah, you've know, you done all this stuff before. So it's <laughs> like, uh, and so just basically the whole point is just to have, kind of have fun. And uh, like the main, uh, main girl, new girl, she's just, you know, she, she works at a, a Denny's kind of restaurant. And uh, the guy comes and he basically comes in and gives her powers. And then immediately this bank robbers come in, like mercenary guys, and she's got to fight all those guys. And then she gets thrown in like a giant battle with a down saddle thing. And uh, she's so basically, she's, basically she gets her powers and she's like thrown into the deep end of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely and, uh, sounds like a, a lot of fun. So, yeah, it's like, it's, uh, it's like just can't wait to see, to see like, there's, like every, Andrew has a lot of it colored, but like, like the fight scene, he hasn't, doesn't have that color, get the big fight at the end. And so I'm really looking forward to a few of those pages to kind of see how he does it. And he did a really cool job with the uh, bigger stuff with the uh, new girl for Skitzer manifestor because he basically manifests these kind of shields that she can also use them as like weapons, like bladed weapon kind of things. Almost. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you guys, it was, uh... Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. 
<laughs> yeah. And you guys, like, I think you hit your, uh, your goal pretty quickly uh, and, and several stretch goals as well. Now, were you, is this the first Kickstarter that you, you've done and were you surprised how much support you guys got? Um, it's the first one I've actually been like this involved in because mm-hmm. uh, a few that I've had stuff involved in it. So it's like, oh, a few covers here or something right. like that. Um, this is like the first one I've actually had like, drawn the actual book. Because uh, we had actually done this, so we weren't sure if we were, how we were going to put it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Scott got busy because he's writing some uh, scripts for some Netflix movies and shows and stuff like that. So uh, my schedule with my, the X Men popped up, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to take like a few months while I work on the X Men stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, don't worry about it. I have to do the scripts. And then, <laughs> so, uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just, at, just talk a little bit about about the kind of the community reaction. Like, I, I know you're always. But yeah, I mean, uh, it, seemed, it seemed like a lot of people, I was really surprised how many people like uh, really liked that River Sticks character. He was like, you know, like immediately, oh, they really like this guy. I was like, oh, well, that's cool because he's kind of a fun. He's a kind of a fun guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like the comic release or anything. It's kind of the more. I, I mean, my favorite character is, is uh, Brat, the, the, the small little Irish girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's my favorite character because she's kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, and this is before I didn't even watch that, like the Ahsoka character from uh, Evangelion. She's just kind of, oh, yeah. kind of mean <laughs> and always yelling. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so I assume and she, she's like, she's the muscle. So it, it amuses me. <laughs> Now, well, as soon as I saw that you were in, involved in it, you know, based on your social media following, which I, I kind of remember when you first, you know, this is all obviously social media is something that's really come up in the last decade. And I, you know, I was a fan of you back in the backlash days at Wildstorm and whatnot. So to see your following on, on uh, Twitter grow and then your, your Patreon. And so I, when this got announced, I was like, oh, if Brett's doing something on Kickstarter, yeah, it's going to do really, really well. And I, I'm always happy when I see, people who are genuinely good people and talented creators, uh, you know, get kind of the credit they deserve. And for me oh, to great. see a, a Kickstarter fund this quickly and, and, you know, reach the level that it did. It's like, it's, to me, it's validation that you're, you, you are good at what you do, my man. Oh, thank you. Oh, well, I mean, the whole point, one of the things I wanted to do is it's got to throw on a, on a couple of crazy ideas. And it's just like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that, Scott. Cause, um, originally you had like really, really low. And I was like, Oh, we need to actually, you know, make money so we can print the project. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, the whole point is just kind of getting like the property out there just to kind of, cause he's talked about, you know, like, well, what if we can get like, somebody to publish it? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I don't know if I, how, when I'll be able to work on it now. Um, but I mean, even if we have to get like another artist, I'd still be doing like backup stories for it. Mm-hmm. That's something we had discussed. If we if it goes that you know if we go that route, we might wait a little bit and then put it you know do a you know proper uh, miniseries or whatever it is. Everything's kind of up in the air at this point. I mean, <laughs> uh, once we get everything finished, I mean that we just got the uh, I mean, he just got the money from uh, uh, Kickstarter this week, so they're crunching the numbers to see how much it's going to cost for like the printing and all that other stuff. So we can make sure we get everything taken care of. Yeah, well, I mean, just to, to, to have it out in the world, uh, you know, is a good thing. And if something comes from it later down the line, that that's great. But you know, you're yeah. you're, you're definitely staying busy with the the gunslinger spawn stuff, so no worries there. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, I, I 
I wanted to get, you know, it's like, it's, it's kind of, sorry, I get to work on like the stuff with, with, with Todd and he does call me and we do talk about the plots and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. involved in that a little bit. Um, and then I get to do with the stuff with, with Scott, so I'm thinking that which I partially own. And then I get to do stuff with them all myself, all the stuff that I created. So yeah. like right now I'm like, ooh, I got like, everything's just going, you know, work-wise, it's awesome. Would you guys be quiet? <laughs> I have three dogs myself, so I know I know the the pain. They're, they're all deciding. Oh, we're gonna go. They're all lay, must lay next to each other or on top of each other or <laughs> something like that. Like, please, guys, I, cut it out. I got a question for you, Brett. Uh, you're, hmm. One of the things that stands out about your work is that you've worked for DC. You got a phenomenal fan following with your work on the Flash and well deserved. Uh, you've you've gone to work for Marvel. And uh, you, you you did work on the X Men, and there were there were some early uh, some early sort of social hiccups there about whether your style would fit the X Men or not. Uh, you go to Image, your style is perfectly suited for Spawn. Uh, you got creator owned now. You've literally got a foot into every aspect of comic book uh, creation. And I guess I guess what I'm what my question is: How do you? Uh, do you have your own little uh, way of, do you meditate when you get up in the morning? How do you, how do you navigate the waters of social media while trying to keep your sanity through all, through all the, the oh. ups and downs? I'm just kind of curious. Uh, do you have a system in place or do you, uh, what do you do? <laughs> uh, now I basically, uh, anything that starts annoying me on social media, I just kind of mute it. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I, I just really, what I want to do on social media is just kind of talk to people, <laughs> joke around, have fun. Uh, and you know, just goof around with, with stuff, and apparently, you know, show show off art. And if people ask for me for help, I'm gonna help them out. Uh, so, you know, is this wrong? Is that wrong? I mean, you know, don't don't mind doing that stuff. Actually, kind of, kind of, you know, it depends. And people are like, oh, you should do a book on that and help people out. And I was like, yeah. And my wife's like, you're a terrible teacher. He <laughs> 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 thanks, honey. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, she was she was a teacher, so she know she knows a bit about it. Uh, gotcha. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, I, 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 mean, I think I learned visually, so it's it, so I kind of like I, I show people how like I I this is how I would learn. So they'll show me their artwork, and I try to explain it to them why this should be like that. Um, like you know, so, so I'm like, there's a couple, there's a couple people like they still don't seem to get what uh, gesture drawings are. They, they keep doing they're too, they're too detailed drawings, or they just you know you're supposed to be quick. You don't, you don't have to have accurate anatomy or anything. Would you stop it? <laughs> um, they just have to look uh, uh, like fluid. The whole point of the gesture drawing is to capture the gesture. Uh, Greg Capullo is really good at this. And uh, Rick Leonardi are like, like two of the best people in the business who do this stuff. So like their characters, uh, their poses and stuff look very natural and realistic. Like That's the whole point of doing the gesture drawing. It's to kind of loosen up... Uh, Loosen the up so that you're not drawing like too technical, so they look so they don't look like uh, action figures. Uh, and so I, that's why people are like, oh, should I get this action figure to show me how to draw? No, don't do that. Don't use those puppets. Use real people um, because they'll, it'll give you the motion. And these puppets, your your brain won't you won't you won't be able to pose them properly so that it looks natural. It'll always be a little rigid. And the problem is if you're working for something that's kind of rigid, when you draw something, you make it more rigid. And then when you ink it, you make it even more rigid so that it's like, uh, you know, almost like a robot. So the whole point of doing a gesture drawing is just to loosen you up so that you, you know, kind of don't do that. 
That's so interesting to hear you say less detail because you, you're a very detail oriented artist. Like you, you know, you Liam Sharp's another one puts a lot of detail in his drawing. But what I'm hearing you saying right now is is the storytelling is more important than any sort of detail, like the the, the sense yes. of movement. Well, because we're drawing and it's a visual form. This uh, the it's it, it, it was a kind of a thing where um, you can you, you can put in too much detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I'll like look at something, and uh, like, oh, I could go more detail. And Todd will, add, and Todd inks you, he'll add a bunch of stuff, and he'll he'll. It's kind of funny because he'll yell at me about putting too much detail and stuff, and then he'll like add like five times more detail <laughs> when when he inks something of mine. Um, but like the whole point is, does, is it? Le- can you read it? Can you see what's going on? Is, right. Is, is, is the motion clear? Is the action clear? Uh, is the storytelling clear? And sometimes I'll like, oh, that's too detailed, or like this this would work better. I you know. In, just like King Kapoor does this a lot too. You just, just like, and even Todd does it as well. Because you'll just do like an eye for a panel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because that kind of invade, you know, that'll, that'll, that'll give you the, the emotion that you need. You don't need all this other stuff in there. Um, and then, you know, then Todd likes to have a lot of dialogue. So I have to make sure I do the, the room for dialogue. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll pull back more or, you know, it's just a page. And I was like, oh man, there's kind of like big blank spot between these characters. But I know Todd's going to want to have him talking. So right. <laughs> I think I'll leave the blank spot. So really you're talking about... time. Yeah, you're talking about trying to find the balance between detail and, and storytelling and number yeah, I mean, the quiet uh, moments. It, it, it's like Todd got mad. I, issue one of Gunslinger, uh, he's not really mad, it's kind of jokingly. Uh, the, the main, the, one, the, the kid at the beginning, he uh, works at a convenience store. And mm-hmm. I don't, Todd didn't realize that I actually like to do that stuff. So when you, they, you go into the convenience store, I make it a convenience store. So there's like boxes of food, there's candy bars, there's stuff on racks, there's stuff on the walls, there's, there's an icy machine, there's stuff in the freezers. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I don't have, he's like, I don't like to put dialogue over the art. And I was like, all of that stuff is the background. Yeah. That's supposed to have stuff put on it. So like, it was like my philosophy and his philosophy. Uh, it's like, I only, I put a lot of stuff in there just for like my own amusement. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there was like this, uh, thing that uh, I did at DC Pizza Fish. Uh, the reason why I did that was uh, in the did issue uh, Rebirth Flash, uh, Titans Rebirth was drawn, the first issue, zero issue, whatever it is. And then we're doing the issue one and uh, apparently in the original script, they uh, had the characters kind of separate, so they kind of went off to kind of do their own stories because they were going to come back to this other story later on. We never actually did, went and did that story. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff, John saw the first issue and he's like, why are we breaking? They just got together. Why are we breaking the team up? So basically I had to go back and redraw like 11 pages. So we like scrapped 11 pages. But in that 11 pages, there was this scene with, uh, with Wally and Dick and they were in Central City. And uh, was it the Central or Keystone? I think it was Keystone because Linda was there. Uh, Wally sees Linda. And uh, Dick is there, and, and they're they've just been like patrolling or looking around for something, and uh, they're going and having lunch. <laughs> so uh, they're going to have it, at, and he's like, "Oh, give him one of those one of those things, those little little vehicles, uh, lunch trucks, mm-hmm. places." That you, uh, so they're like, oh, they go to one of these things, and so I was like, "Oh man, I have to draw a truck, and I'm going to have to make him have lunch." I was like, "Ah," oh. I was like, "What?" And just for the hell of it, I was like, "What's like the worst food that I could think of?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, 
there's this, this uh, that stuff with like the the pizzas that have like the mozzarella cheese inside of it. <laughs> crust. Yeah. And I had bought one and I cooked it at home and it was just disgusting because like the cheese made the, the bread all soggy. Yeah. It was just not good. So I, that was, I was like, oh, that's pretty gross. What's even worse than that? I think, like, what if you just put fish in there? <laughs> so I think, and I think, oh, it's pizza fish. So I think, oh, it's like a, like a piece of fish or give me, give me a piece of fish. You know? yep. <laughs> and uh, so I made this lunch truck and I did this, all of this work on this lunch truck. And then the page was scrapped. <laughs> I was pissed because I spent like half of a day drawing this stupid truck. Yeah. And they scrapped it. And I thought, I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to make that like my, uh, that's going to be where they eat all the time. <laughs> if you see anything there's gonna be like i could i like to do you know, signs and stuff like that i, always, I just it uses me like in the background i'll put like you know uh, uh like that you know the batman on ice and stuff like that just you know on the billboards in the back just weird stupid stuff just for the fun of it um and you, you need to make you know just juvenile fun stuff you can't be any don't uh, that's a person from the x-men books put in weird stuff in the background like don't do that just make it stupid and fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, want to cause a controversy. The whole point of it is not to make, you know, cause a controversy in the book. It's just to basically have fun with the book so anybody can read it. You know, yeah, well, anybody off. Yeah. I guess people, I mean, I, I mean, you could piss off the vegans if you do hamburgers and stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, at the end of the day, I mean, it's comics, man. You're not curing cancer. Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I try to keep, you know, keep, keep, I try to keep my, uh, any kind of weird things that I, you know, think or believe you keep that out of it that's the book it's, it's not, it doesn't belong there especially for like a uh, a corporate property yep. do that. <laughs> exactly uh, well, yeah so that's like that's like you know i i like to put weird stuff in the back <laughs> yeah and and again that that's part of what i love about your art as well is being able to find those little fun things those little easter eggs and and whatnot so yeah yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a lot of fun. Well, it's it's been great chatting with you, Brett. Thanks for uh, taking time. Uh, it's busy holiday awesome. season to uh, to come and, and chat with us. Um, any last questions, Rocky? You want to? I'll give you. I'll throw it over to you one last time. If you got anything yeah. for Brett, I just I just want to personally. I want to thank you, Brett, uh, for helping to redeem Wally West and flash forward. That made me feel so good. And I know I speak for millions of people around the world. I'm doing some of the damage of heroes in crisis. Thank you very much. And I just want your comment on flash forward uh, on Wally West. What's you must've, you must've got a shit eating grin knowing that you'd helped with the redemption of Wally West. Huh? I'm, I'm happy that I'm, I am happy that we were able to kind of do that. I mean, I, I, I'm still pissed that I, cause I was supposed to do a Wally series after that. Oh, and I didn't then, know uh, that. That's too bad. Yeah. They had uh, a week before Dan, they, they fired Dan. Um, I got approved. We're, we're, we're going to do a Wally series. Oh, and man. So I, uh, yeah. And then I like, and then like, like a week later they fired Dan and uh, I was like, Oh crap. And then like, Oh, we're not sure what's going on with the series. And then I find out like two months later, yeah, they're not doing it. So uh-huh. <laughs> they did ask me to do some stuff from like the new one, but I had already committed to uh, the gunslinger, so I couldn't do it. Oh well, if only. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe some, maybe someday. Because yeah, you on maybe someday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I still love to do some stuff with Wally. I, mean, I have some ideas and everything. Uh, yeah, well, the thing I'd love to see, you know, is I know how much you love Wally, and I'd love a Wally series for you. But but for me personally, what I'd love for you to both write and draw is I I'd love to see you all back on a backlash series. Yeah. I've asked. That's, that's actually one of the reasons why I'm, I'm doing this creator own stuff. Uh, I hadn't, I hadn't really been much interested in, in it 
uh, and then uh, I had asked about the Wall Series. I asked about the Wall Series, and basically DC was like, no, no, no. And I was like, yeah, well, screw it. I'm just going to do my own speedster book. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I have, uh, I think, it's like 50 pages drawn and written. That one, that one's just kind of sitting there, uh, hoping to get that one after. I was going to do that one first, but I, uh, I did some. Uh, so I did that. Kind of got the bug in my in me to kind of do some more characters and, and there's more trading and things. And then uh, I asked DC about Packlash's 25th anniversary, which was last year, the year before. Um. Maybe it was last year. Uh, this, this this year, I think, like like two months ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're like, no, we don't have any plans. And so I was like, yeah, I'm on. I think like, I really enjoyed. We did eight pages uh, thing for the Wallstorm 25th anniversary, and I did like an eight page backlash story. Yeah, it was great. And I had a lot of time. I had a lot of huge fun time working on that. And I was like, man, I really like to do some more stuff. And DC wouldn't let me. And it's like, it's like to have this character that people know me for and people, a lot of people want to see me draw again, but I can't. Uh, and I was like, well, what could I do? And I was like, well, I kind of, you know, kind of go back to the original drawing board and then just kind of work from what I was originally doing before we had made it into the, you know, seven guy, the base space of the character, right. Which is, which is pre Wildstorm, and work from that. And, uh, I only had like a, a, a short little thing in my head when I was originally working on that. So the, the original character was kind of based off of uh, the Spider-Man, the black and white Spider-Man costume. So gotcha. <laughs> that's like my original yeah. idea. Um, and like the hair, his hair was out because that was the style of the early 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like, oh, what can I mess with this? And I was like, uh, kind of, come on. I came up with a, and I had, a, I had a, a, another character that was really like vampires. Uh, and werewolves and stuff like that. Like my, but you know, the comics, vampires and werewolves, dinosaurs, dogs. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, look, look, I had it created a, a female vampire, like assassin character. Like, what if I just pull that design and then I could just kind of do something, you know, just have fun with that. And so I was like coming up with this real basic idea. I didn't have like, you know, like real plan, like main plan with it. Um, was just like, oh, well, this would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. And I pulled like a bunch of just old designs that I had done through the years that are just kind of fit in there. Marsh, would you stop it? <laughs> uh, and uh, so they had those old designs, and I was like, uh, just kind of messing around. And uh, it just kind of, idea just kind of popped in my head. And I was like, well, what if I do this with my with this other book that I have, this Parsec book? How can I like kind of merge them into one cohesive universe? And I came up with the basic, the basic idea. And I want about this uh, Lost Serpent Prince book. Basically, the, the basic story kind of explains what happened and how everybody has powers and abilities <laughs> into like the whole universe. So uh, that and like the Backlash fans, when I posted a few pages, they really, really liked this one. They wanted me to go forward with this one. This is the one they wanted to see first. So I basically uh, started just to finish up the other one, and then I started working on this one. And realized just how much I just started having a great time drawing it. I like, I loved drawing it. And I was always so bad uh, with the backlash stuff. I didn't, I didn't, like, as young, I didn't, as young and I needed the money. As young, I didn't really realize how good I had it. Right. And uh, I kind of got, uh, but it was like one of the first things you work on. So you kind of get, oh, I don't want to get pigeonholed in this. And I think like, I have these other ideas too. And I want to do this and I want to do that. And, uh, but I think, 
I just they don't own any they don't own the character because you know Wallstorm in DC and that so I just didn't have you know uh, I'm not I'm not my name isn't big enough to actually let them you know uh, just let let them you know let me do what I want I'm not sure right. so <laughs> it's like I can't just do what I want there so I was like well you know this will help me you know if I can just kind of you know kind of give the same kind of feel it's not the, the characters are kind of co- totally different and and I, I do the whips because you know. People kind of it's kind of like just kind of a throw you know, a call back to the backlash stuff, uh, but the character could you know generate any kind of weapon that he wants out of his body. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It seems like I get what you're saying, and I, and I understand where DC is coming from. But I mean, between the um, the 25th anniversary Wildstorm stuff that you know that yeah. you did that Jim was involved in, obviously, but um, Matthew Rosenberg's been work, you know, bringing some Wildstorm characters back zealot grifter yeah so i feel like now now would be a perfect time and i don't know hopefully i'm keeping my fingers crossed and putting it out in the universe that i hope it happens someday oh i'd love to do it and i you know then abernathy is ex wallstrom guy and because he mm-hmm. actually told me one i was talking to him one day about something and he was like dude why aren't you drawing a backlash series and he's like i'm sure that'll show at least as well as like the red hood series and Mm-hmm. Like I have no idea. Like, no one has talked to me about that stuff, and when I bring it up, they basically I just never hear a response. I turned in a pitch uh, last year for like a, a, a Wildstorm thing, uh, and uh, that's like right before they fired everybody <laughs> again. <laughs> it's my luck. Bad time. I really got rid of Bob and Bobby, and I sent I sent it to Bob, and uh, I, I was like totally what. Totally willing to go do, do reboot the whole Wildstorm universe. I have a whole idea to kind of, uh, you know, keep it in, keep the old universe stuff, and then but we can still do stuff within the into the DC stuff uh, instead of like all this kind of they're kind of kind of kick stuff into DC, and they basically oh we'll just put it in Batman, put it in Batman, put it in Batman. <laughs> yeah. Like oh god, more <laughs> Batman stuff. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we're we're definitely like, on board with you there. Enough with the Batman yeah. stuff already. Too. Yeah, because it's like oh, like, we do backlash Batman. I think why? Because backlash would kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Batman fans. He's like five thousand years old, and he's like learned all the martial arts. Batman's like. You know, he's like 30 and he's learned some of the martial arts. So, <laughs> and so well, I just find it kind of funny that they do so much with Batman. So. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, uh, again, Brett, it's been fantastic uh, having you and, and catching up. Best of luck with Gunslinger Spawn. Well, Blackie and I are going to keep reading, keep our fingers crossed for Backlash someday. And very excited to, to see your creator on stuff uh, next year with, uh, with Artist Elite. Awesome. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Man. Yeah, and to uh, to all you listeners, we will wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Kwanzaa, happy whatever. Hanukkah, happy yeah, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, yeah. all those holidays, <laughs> Festivus, if that's Happy Yule, Festivus, yeah, yeah whatever, whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's why, like, that's why Happy Holidays works the best because it just covers yes. everything. Exactly. That's right. Don't <laughs> exactly. offend anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, yeah, as we uh, as we wind up here, we want to thank you for joining us. Be sure you head over to uh, to Twitter and give Brett a follow. I'll put a link to his uh, his Twitter account as well as his Patreon in the show notes. Highly encourage you guys to go give him a follow on Twitter. Check out his Patreon, uh, support him so he can get these uh, fantastic books out for us to uh, to check out. So uh, don't forget if you are checking us out on. Rocky's channel, Comic Space Boom Exclamation Point on YouTube, and you want to be sure not to miss any of the other uh, audio content we put out on the Comic Source, just do a search for the Comic Source on your favorite podcast platform or app, and you'll find us there. If you're listening to us on those uh, on those platforms, audio only, be sure you head over to YouTube 
and do uh, a search for Comic Space Boom exclamation point. Uh, give Rocky's channel a follow. Ring that notification bell so you know when new content is coming out. So once again, we thank everybody uh, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.